Hello everybody, welcome back. This week is Parshas Bay, and we're continuing with um, Lamentas Malachis. And we're going to conclude this week with, we've been t- speaking about Sad and Shechet, capturing, trapping, and Shechet, which is then slaughtering. And today we'll talk primarily about the Malach of slaughtering and how, re- how it relates to causing yourself um, to bleed. Now, uh, typically, the next malacha after tzad, which is sheichet, kill, is means killing an animal, and included in this malacha is any form of causing bleeding. But before we discuss bleeding, let's talk about killing insects, which would be probably the most common application of the malacha for us. So it's prohibited to kill any insects. So although the intention is only to stop it from bothering us, it's still asimid rabbanan. And we discussed last time about trapping an insect when there is a credible threat, like someone who's severely allergic to the bees, and where it's permitted. And the same would apply to killing a bee in that scenario. If you have someone that can literally affect their health in a serious way, it's permitted to kill the insect as necessary. Now, any form of killing an insect is prohibited, including drowning. And this can present kind of a complicated situation when you have a bug in your sink. I'm sure this happened to everybody. Or there's a bug in the toilet, which also probably happened. Um, and it's a problem because you can't uh, you can't flush the bug down the toilet and you can't wash the, the bug down the sink. Now, there happens to be some bugs that survive in water. A lot of times those are the bugs that are in your sink, and that would be okay probably. But otherwise, it would be awesome. So the only option is to remove the insect. And <clears throat> it's permitted to remove the in- insect, and it's not an issue of muksa because we consider it a grafshal ray. It's, uh, it's something disgusting, and any time there's something disgusting, it's permitted to be removed. So you don't want to trap it, so ideally you just brush it into a cup, or you scoop it into a cup in the case of a toilet, and then you let it go somewhere outside, and that is the ideal way to get rid of it. Another uh, issue that arises with insects is when you have an unfortunate um, attack of ants in the house, and th- this can happen. And here too, there's not much you can do because if you want to try to sweep them, uh, it's almost impossible to do that without crushing them, and that's a problem. We would refer to that as psikrasha. That, in other words, even though your intention is not to kill them, just to get rid of them, so it's a davar shenimus chaven. You're not trying to kill them, but it's a psikrasha. It's inevitable that you're going to kill some if you do sweep them. So it's a problem. So the the question is, can you spray or spread some kind of ant poison to cause them to abandon the area? So now that depends. Um, let's say, for example, roaches, right? You have a problem with them. So there's a thing you can spread, boric acid, right? So boric acid, they walk on it, sticks to them, and it poisons them. So that you wouldn't be allowed to do on Shabbos because it's a grama. Your, your uh, grama means you're indirectly causing a malacha to happen. So here also you're killing the bug indirectly through a grama, and that's, that's not allowed on Shabbos. Uh, so that would be an issue. But what you could do is you can spray something which would, instead of killing the ants, it would just make them uh, avoid the area. So I know some people claim cinnamon works, don't know if it does or it doesn't, but that's certainly you'd be allowed to do to make it um, avoid the area. And also a lot of times, even the poisonous spray, if you don't spray it directly on the ants, it won't kill the ants, but it will cause them to stay away from there, so that also if you spray it around, and hopefully they will just avoid, at least it's not a, not a secretion anymore, it's not definite that it'll kill them, then it would be permitted, and that wouldn't be considered a grama, it wouldn't be considered that you're causing them to die. So, uh, in effect, the, basically, your only options when it comes to ants or any other insects 
is to just try to get them to leave, but you can't do anything that would actually cause them to die. The Rav Zalman, though, he did allow, in cases of great need, to spray insect spray, again, indirectly, even though it will cause them to die. So he allowed a grama, he allowed to indirectly kill them, uh, if it's a, great, a, a case of great need. And perhaps a case of great need would be, let's say, on sukkahs, when you have some kind of infestation in your sukkah that's making it impossible for you to stay in your sukkahs, then you probably would be allowed to do that, if presuming if that would help. Now, moving on to causing yourself bleed. So it's included in the malacha of shaykhet, of uh, slaughtering, like the uh, same thing is to cause yourself to bleed. And if someone deliberately removes blood because he needs that blood, so that's when it's an isidoresis. Isidoresis is always when you're doing it for a positive purpose, for something, you're trying to accomplish something. So if you remove blood for the sake of using that blood, that's the case of the isidoresis. Now the Gemara is talking about when you remove blood from an animal because you want to use it as bait or you have some kind of a positive use for it. In our uh, typical world, the way that's relevant, unfortunately, is when someone needs to check blood to run a test on it, when in the case of an illness. So there, blood is being removed, and you do need the blood for the sake of testing it. And that would be an isidoris, and that complicates things in terms of when someone does need to have a blood test on Shabbos. Now, generally, someone who needs to have a blood test on Shabbos will, will be sick. And if they're chayel if they're someone that's sick enough that it's life-threatening illness, then obviously there's no question you can do as you need to do. Uh, and if, even if it's not a life-threatening illness, if you can have a non-Jew take care of it, that's also fine because anything that's... Uh, you can do anything with a non-Jew for the sake of a chayel, someone who's authentically sick, even if it's a non-life-threatening so It doesn't have to be... It doesn't make a difference if it's life-threatening or not. You can have a non-Jew do whatever needs to be done. The issue is, though, that there are certain kinds of conditions which are not exactly... Uh, an illness per se, a person that's sick at the moment, but it's a condition which requires the person to take their blood and test it, like diabetes and other such you know, uh, deficiencies where they need, do need to run a blood test. Um, and that's a serious issue because that will be a question of an isidoraisa, taking the blood and then having to check it. But obviously, many of, the, many of these situations are, if you don't manage it, it does become life-threatening, so it would be allowed. And of course, anyone in that condition would um, ask a Shiloh. Another issue that comes up is with injections. So if a person needs a, an injection, it depends on what kind of injection it is. If it's subdermal, which means it just goes under the skin, so then it doesn't really make any blood come out, that's okay. But if it's intravenous, if it goes into the vein, it almost always makes blood come out, and it's actually considered ideal that some blood should come out, uh, either to clean the area, I don't, I don't remember exactly the reason, but they consider it ideal that it should bleed a little, so that also will come back to the same situation where it's a question of an isodereisa, and either it has to be a life-threatening illness or it would need to be administered by a non-Jew. Um, the more typical way this comes up is when someone has very sensitive gums. So if you have very sensitive gums, if you do anything to them, they start bleeding. So it would be prohibited to floss on Shabbos or to use a toothpick if it will for sure cause you to bleed. And here, it's very much uh, dependent on if it's for sure. If it's for sure, it's a psych ratio, it's for sure going to happen, so then even though you're trying to do something else, it's prohibited. If it won't for sure happen, it's just sometimes yeah and sometimes that, then it is allowed. Another thing is that when you do actually have a cut, and this is very easy to forget, you have a cut in your mouth or a cut on your finger, you're not allowed to suck the blood. Um, so, I mean, from your finger, you're not allowed to suck anyway, you would have to spit it out. But in your mouth, yeah, technically, there's no issue with the kashras, so to speak, as long as the blood's in your mouth. But sucking it out is drawing more blood. So that's prohibited. It's not that easy 
to hold yourself back from doing when you have a cut in your mouth. Removing a splinter is generally permitted on Shabbos because it's very rare that that causes a person to bleed, and even if it should happen to bleed, that again would be not obsecration, not inevitable that it should happen. It's a Dabashen Mishaman, you're not trying to do it, and therefore it's okay. And lastly, it's permitted to puncture a pus pimple on Shabbos because draining pus is not shaykhet, it's not uh, part of the slaughtering, it's only draining blood that's a problem. So you're allowed to drain pus, and even if some blood may come out, again, it's not inevitable, and therefore it is permitted. So basically that's how it sums up the situation when it comes to uh, to drawing blood. For the most part, you are never allowed to cause yourself to bleed, but as long as it's not a psychratia, as long as it won't certainly happen, you're allowed to do whatever it is you need to do. Um, and in the situations where you actually are intentionally withdrawing blood, like in the case of an injection or uh, testing blood, uh, that would require it to be either a life-threatening illness or administered by a non-Jew.